outside. Outside the nine to five, make the cloud rise. How the money just multiply on the outside. Outside the nine to five, long as I strive, success finna multiply on the outside. All right. Recording started. Right. We're we're trying we're trying a new 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 software here. So I was gonna ask, does this mean this is gonna be published now on YouTube? Uh I haven't gotten that far. Okay. All right. I was gonna say I Yo, appreciate easy, you easy, make, easy. Pump the brakes, pump the brakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not making that jump yet. Not making that jump yet. No, no. But we could very easily feel like we're recording this whole thing and it not actually get recorded. So just want to just want to preface that. Yeah, so maybe, so maybe this never have, comes out. <laughs> yeah. So maybe we have an episode this week. Maybe we don't. Maybe we don't. Yeah. Either way, I'm excited to talk about contribution limits for uh, 2024. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really impactful. It's, there's nothing more uh, <laughs> like adding value for the people you follow on LinkedIn by posting uh, retirement contribution limits. It's, it's just like such a great, great way to communicate to the individuals that follow you. There's nothing well, worse than, than that. I've got, I've, my LinkedIn feed is just retirement plan contribution limits for 2024. Here's what it's I'll banned. say on, on the optimistic side. I do enjoy that. Again, I didn't know we were, let's just go down this path. It's fun. Yeah. I enjoy that people are starting to test the waters with social media for their financial advisory practices. I appreciate mm -hmm. people trying to, I shouldn't say, I say people, older, the older generation that, you know, the, the age is skewed for our industry towards the older side of them getting comfortable with technology and like the ability to market a business, market your ideas, help people in a digital ecosystem. Right. It used to be teaching classes or meeting people one on one, but the ability to spread a message and help people is way more effectively done through digital tools. And it, it's cool that people are at least trying them. Is the message always super impactful? <laughs> maybe not. Maybe not to your point, but it's nice to see our, our industry trying to adapt a little bit and be a little bit more effective in doing stuff digitally. Yeah, I totally agree with you, but maybe you could add a little bit more value than 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 that. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Because you could like you I've been I've been trying that. to post a little bit more. And the the thing I always am thinking about is like if I saw this on my LinkedIn feed, would I be getting any value out of it? Like that's right. that's how you should think about it instead of yep. just posting random shit. But to your point, getting started is also, you know, low hanging fruit. Yeah, and it's not something people have done for a lot, right? So in, in an mm -hmm. interesting way, like maybe playing devil's advocate for these people, maybe that's the only thing they're comfortable posting. You know, like it's not always the most comfortable thing to put yourself out there. When we started doing this podcast, you know, people might say we're still horrible at it. We were way, way worse. When we, <laughs> you know, like we were way, 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 way worse when we first started. <laughs> you know, like it's just the truth, man. So maybe that's just a crutch people are leaning on to. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, so I'm gonna take totally I'm agree gonna... with you, my brother. <laughs> uh, but that's not what we're talking about today. We're actually talking about uh, Roth conversions. Oh, my gosh. Stop. <laughs> no, stop, no, no, dude. No. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm just very in my CFP study habits, man. You know, that's the only thing I can think about. I'm nerding out on it. But no, yeah, we're why talking don't you explain about... to us what AGI is. <laughs> uh, the adjustments to your gross income is what it's <laughs> 
Okay, all right. What that's we're actually—that's incredible, <laughs> right? He—he's Aristotle with CFC. <laughs> yeah. with, with CFC. Uh, Everyone um, listening to this podcast has now left the left. left the, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So four, four, four minutes in, we're going to talk about what we're actually going to talk about. So uh, I think it's interesting. I just had a pretty crazy week, is what I was sharing with you, and it—I wouldn't say it felt like everything was just against me. But it felt like there were a lot of external circumstances really pushing and pulling me in various directions that were emotionally strenuous, man, right? I was high, low, all like it was just lacking sleep or whatever it was, man. There was just a lot going on with my previous week. And I was just sharing with you, I think my ability to and the, the word I journaled about, and we're going to talk about just journaling habits, routines, the word that I felt my routines, habits and rituals allowed me to be throughout the week was just composed, right? You know, I think we all, ha- regardless of your job, regardless of what you do, you're going to have weeks that just feel unbelievably like chaotic, right? I would say chaos is a word that felt encapsulated my week. But the one thing I always came back to was at 6 a.m. I was getting up at 6.05 after I made my bed. I was meditating at 6.30. I was stretching at 6.45. I was making my French toast, right? Like it's just <laughs> – you think that's – The toast. Dope. The toast. Uh, the toast. <laughs> I, you know I'm a big percentage French, so I'm obviously leaning into that. <laughs> <laughs> Je suis uh... <laughs> Je m'appelle Je m'appelle, Je m'appelle. Je m'appelle. Um, But you know Then I was taking my cold shower And then I Right like it's like All these things Are what kept me composed In a week that felt Unbelievably chaotic And I don't know How much of that people can Bring to their own life But I do know that One of those things Again maybe not the French toast making But I would say one of those things could actually really drastically improve your ability to, at at an emotional level, stay a little bit more consistent. And I don't know, I think that's something that you and I can have a conversation about just because I know you're starting to pick up the practice of journaling and it sounds super fluffy and it's not like necessarily an action that's super tangible. It's not like working out right where it's seen. But like you feel the impacts throughout your day and it affects every other aspect of your life, right? Journaling, meditating, your ability to stay composed mentally, like all of those things aren't seen by the outside world as an action, right? It's not working out. It's not doing that speech, but it is something that impacts or overlays all those things. So I just think it's important to have a conversation around. Yeah. Yeah, and habits are super important, right? I think we both have ham- hammered that home probably over the over the time we've had this podcast. But there's nothing more that I kind of hate than watching every once in a while I'll see one of these videos where it's like a day in the life and it's like the person I, I wake up at 5.05 in 30 seconds. I, I get out of bed on my left foot. I I do I do five pit push-ups, get sure. in the shower, do a cold shower, I meditate for an hour, then I journal. And yeah. like there's just too much there's too much shit going on. Like could you just give the top maybe 3 habits that you have that you think you think centered you in this yep. week of chaos? Yep. And then maybe elaborate on how you how you built those like what order did they come in 
Um, so the top three, without a doubt. So again, I don't always meditate or sorry, I don't always stretch and I don't always make my French toast, right? Like I'm, my schedule is really busy when I'm on the road and traveling for work. So my, my three always, the first thing I, I do every, every morning when I get out of bed is I'm going to meditate and I'm going to journal and then I'm going to take a cold shower, right? Those are the three things I do to like set the tone for my day. Um, and the order in which I did them. <laughs> yeah. Like if you could only choose one of those habits, what would it be? Journal. I think journaling could change your life. I, I genuinely believe that like wholeheartedly, if you could see my face right now, I'm very serious about that. It impacts <laughs> to, like, it's funny how good the page is at listening, right? It sounds very funny, but nothing listens to me better than the pen and, and the page I'm writing on. And people can believe me or not believe me, but I genuinely believe it's changed my life. Um, it sounds like a, that sounds a little Aristotle to me. <laughs> and maybe, dude, and here's the thing, Kev. Uh, put I, that I on have, a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> here's the thing, Kev. May, maybe writing is like one of those actions that has come naturally to me. I don't know. But it, it always feels to encapsulate the exact way I'm feeling. And I can actually listen to the words that are the thoughts in my head, right? So I'll give you a gr just tangible example from this week. I... <clears throat> Everyone knows, like, I mean, I probably shared on this podcast, like very complicated relationship with my father. I don't really talk to him anymore. He reached out in the middle of just a chaos week, right? So much going on. It was like the second time he's reached out to me in two weeks and it was just about absolutely nothing, right? And I just, I, to me, bro, I, I felt like a visceral reaction, right? Be it as it may, I felt a certain way about it. Did I respond immediately? No. What did I do? I worked out. I came home. And what did I do? I journaled. I'm like, all right, do you actually want to respond to your father here? Uh, yeah, like I think I want to like set my boundaries, right? So before I, you know, allowed the emotional shock of what I felt take hold, I was able to alleviate that or talk myself through the situation just by journaling about it, man, like slowing down. And I, it's funny, we're talking about the CFP, but it's like, you can read a question in a test and miss three words because you were going too fast and trying to solve it mentally. No, 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 no. What do you do when you get a question? Break it down, write it down, you know, take it step by step. And that's what I did in this same situation. I think journaling allows you to do that just as a tangible example. I don't think that's the only way to use journaling, but why it's such an impactful part of my life is it allows me to slow down my thoughts and my, my, my brain processing a little bit. So when you journal, do you have a structure that you follow or is it just free flowing? It leans optimistic is what I'd say. Um, it sounds. So the answer to your question directly, I don't have a topic, but when I say there's a few themes that are always in there, it's like very grateful for the things I have the opportunity to pursue, right? Like what am I grateful for? Right? So I just lean into a little bit of an optimistic tilt in the morning. Okay. I'm grateful for right. Being in Houston or this event that I did the previous night with this client or going to the Eagles Cowboys game, right? Like I just lean into optimistic things or I'm grateful for the ability to go see my right, whatever it is, I'm leaning into some sort of optimistic tilt. And then I always end my journal with something along the lines of keep dream chasing, keep smiling, keep having an impact. Um, and enjoy the day, right? Or like something just do to like, I lean into the optimistic side of life. You said, 
<laughs> what did you say to me a couple of like one of these podcasts we had you were like dude sometimes your head's in the clouds and for me like that's kind of the way i live my life man and i try and embody that again it can be good or bad but i do try and set myself up in a positive mindset with a day and i think the way i lean into my journal is start that with a positive positive outlook is it always positive though <laughs> is it always positive that's just like the standard journal. Like if I have things okay. going on with my father, right, I'll just talk it out with myself. So it's not necessarily like, oh, you know, your relationship with your dad is amazing. No, like, <laughs> like that's obviously not, I'm not del delusional. I can be from time to time. I think people would argue that. Sure. But when it comes to like serious topics, how I'm feeling about a relationship or like, no, I just talk myself through it and have a more balanced outlook. Right. And then I'll give you a maybe what's an example. Um, Okay, here's an example of something where it's not positive, right? Uh, I didn't get the job earlier this year, right, that I was pursuing. Okay, super like emotional, an, an emotional response was elicited. So what did I do? I said, what if, you know, I'll, I'll give myself what if scenarios. This actually leans into meditate. This like, these are thoughts I have while meditating too. But what if not getting that job, Colton, was really the best thing for you? What What is the learning experience you could potentially have, right? So I'll like have a more balanced approach. Whereas the younger Colton in that situation, what is the internal thoughts rolling through his head? If he's not journaling, damn, dude, you're a failure. Really, you're not good enough for that job. Man, why do you work as hard as you do if you're not going to get that job? Do the people at your job even care about you, right? Like that, And that's the same shit you would tell yourself, Kev. Like I know that for a fact. Right. Mm -hmm. I know that for a fact, that's what you'd be telling yourself if you didn't get the job you wanted. Right. Or damn, dude, you got to work harder or like all these things that probably aren't true. And journaling allows me to take a more balanced approach. So in the situation where it's not super optimistic and I'm not just waking up and like going to attack the day where it's something with my father or something with the job or something that's challenging, maybe have a more balanced conversation with myself in the journal. What if Colton, what if this is better for your life? You know, so like those are the ways I kind of dynamically move about my journal just depending on what the situation is was that helpful yeah it's super helpful and how how long will you spend on 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 journaling typically i mean just average morning five to seven minutes like if it's a super just complicated you know if i just feel if i just feel like it's this overwhelming situation dude sometimes it can be three pages man right? Like I just have this like crazy experience. It can be three pages in 20 minutes, but I would say on average, it's like five to seven minutes. Okay. Yeah. So nothing, I mean, we're not talking about journaling for, you know, 30 minutes to an hour here. It's, it's super, super reasonable. Uh, the time you have there, which is, is really important for if you're trying to create a habit or just have one in general, it's just make it super easy and short. Right. And it's like, what did you what did you say? You just said before we started this podcast, all you want to do when you start your day is like go into these action things like do, 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 do. Bro, every one of those actions is going to be overlaid by your mental mindset, which can be altered, in my opinion, in three minutes with a journal. Just be like, hey, man, give yourself some grace today. If you have a lot of shit going on just to like overlay all the actions you're about to take. Hey, man, show up today. Give it your fucking best. You'll I have a lot of belief in like, again, these are words I would say to myself, Colton, I have a lot of belief in your ability to persevere, go set a positive tone and like impact people positively and give it hell that like that takes four seconds. But guess what? That's going to increase like your optimism, your optimism, or you're going to 
all those actions you're about to take are going to be 1% better because of that internal dialogue you had that was about 14 seconds to write. Yeah, that's, that's probably the hardest part for me in trying to build that habit is the actual putting, putting words on the, on the page. Cause I feel like you, you're very in touch with your emotional state. Sure. More so than, than me. Cause I've spent so long ignoring it and shoving it down. Really good strategy. Uh, you should try it sometime. Uh, <laughs> like I said before, <laughs> I know. uh, but I, I have, you know, I have started, you know, just trying to put words on a paper. And I always, dude, I, I've told myself that this is just a dumb thing for the longest time because it's just not going to do anything. And of course, I'm re, I'm rereading Atomic Habits because the habits I've, I've had traditionally, I've just kind of let them fall to the wayside, which is an important part of this conversation. Is like just because you've built a habit doesn't mean it, it, it can't disappear all of a sudden that scares just, me yeah scares and, me. and i've i've gone through that and so i'm kind of start starting from scratch over again but it's like going to the gym if you stop going to the gym you're you're going to lose muscle but right. if you you know you've built muscle you lose it and then you start going back to the gym usually you're able to you know obtain muscle that memory. level way quicker because mm -hmm. you know, muscle memory whatever whatever the hell the science is check out a huberman podcast for more um <laughs> not, not, not our podcast <laughs> <laughs> research not in the show notes yeah. go do your own <laughs> but i i was reading uh atomic habits and it's a really a really good book and it, it definitely um does a good job of of kind of setting the tone for how to build habits because people usually try to accomplish way too much too quickly. Yep. But there was a there was a quote in in the actual book that I was like, oh my God, I'm such an idiot. I, I haven't seen it that way. What? It was a it was a quote from Carl Jung. He's he's a it's like Jung. That's how it's spelled. Yeah, yeah, Jung. Yeah, yeah. Carl yeah, Jung. Young, I don't know how to say oh, it. Man. You're the quote but, guy. I can't wait. Yeah, to hear huge quote. Guy. Huge quote guy. Don't worry, I have it up, so I can't. Okay, yeah. Because I was like, this is a great quote. I can't just remember this off the top of my head. I love it. Um, and he says, "Until you can make the unconscious conscious, it will direct your life, and you will call it fate." And so I feel like that's exactly what's happened to me over the past few months. It's like there's just this thing going on in the back of my head, and it's it's unconscious. So. I can't really like put my finger on exactly what, what it is. Right. But if I, if I just continue to, to go down this path, I'm, I'm just never going to figure out, it's just not going to resolve itself. You mm -hmm. have to do the work. And part of that is, you know, one tool to try and to get into maybe what you're experiencing unconsciously as you go through the day is journaling yeah. because it, it can be kind of a reflection of what's going on behind the scenes so i'm i'm like still trying to work in and and figure out how to like access that because it's so yeah. difficult for me but uh as i've continued to do it even just after a week or two i'm starting to get a little bit better at it what let's put a pin in that and let me go back what is atomic habits just in case people haven't read it like what would oh, you, how would atomic you encapsulate, habits. Yeah, how would you encapsulate it's, it's, that book how would i encapsulate the book all right so 
Atomic Habits, James Clear. Fantastic book. Right. Essentially, he just walks you through how to build habits and how to eliminate bad habits in the simplest way possible. Mm -hmm. Uh, I won't you know, go into all of the things he, he states, but it's, it's really just trying to make things as easy as possible for you and, yep. and, and not, um, doing what everybody does at the beginning of the year with new year's <laughs> resolutions. It's just like, Oh, I'm going to go to the gym eight, uh, you know, eight times a week. I'm right. going to eat healthy. I'm going to do all these things. Like you add 10 things on your plate when in reality, you know, they use this example, in the book of, you know, someone who is overweight, who the goal initially was just to go to the gym, work out, do something for five minutes and then leave and just do that consistently. And then over time, you know, that habit, it's like, all right, I'm already here. You know, maybe I'll do 10 minutes. Maybe I'll do 15. And then over time that, you know, this person loses a hundred pounds, right? Sure. It's just starting with something that seems too easy and by doing that you're able to just easily build that consistency on that level so one one thing great book great summary great great summary i love that example you use one thing that stuck out to me when reading it was the identity you build is almost more impactful than the action itself right and so Mm -hmm. what i would say about that person is you're not you are someone so in that habit when you make it really easy you are now someone that goes to the gym that's the identity you have in your mind it doesn't matter matter if it's an hour it doesn't matter if it's one minute i mean i'm sure there's obviously a difference but right like the identity the identity you build by going to the gym or being the person instead of meditating for 30 minutes or journaling for a hundred right it's you're building the identity of someone who is journaling right so then what do you do with that identity you match your actions to the identity you are building. And I think he talks through that pretty well. And um, that was something that was really impactful for me. For yeah, me. there is a big outside of just the habit tactical building side of the book. There is a big emphasis on identity because that, of course, like you said, is such a big factor in building consistency around a habit. I mean, if you're you're not someone who identifies as someone to who goes to the gym, then you're not going to, you're not going to be the person in that week of a stressful situation that still goes to the gym. Right. That's how habits break down. Right. Yep. Now I have heard people say recently that habits can be a crutch. Yeah. So just playing devil's advocate, you know, how would, how would you respond to that? I just saw a post that I'm sure this is who you're referencing with the comment, but <laughs> I just saw a post by Alex Ramosi. It was like one of the things I think more people could do to be uh, increasingly successful is limit the amount of time from when they wake up to when they begin their productive task. Um, so are you referencing Alex Ramosi <laughs> in your devil's definitely, advocate? Comment? Definitely not. <laughs> definitely not. This is a Kevin Hartnett original thought here. Kevin Hartnett original. Um, I guess the only thing I would use, again, it's not going to be super like backed by data and science. The only thing I would use is just like my tangible level to be able to sustain a high output for for a long, <laughs> for a long time and my emotional stability in doing it. Um, you know, I've taken on 
what I would argue is more responsibility. I've had more commitments than I've ever had. And for me, what do I look at is as the tangible result of being able to stay committed to those things for an enduring amount of time and not be emotionally unstable. I haven't been Jate in, you know, call it a year and a half. Um, I've stayed consistent to, to the degree I feel like is a, is a success over that year and a half in working out. Um, my relationships are stronger than ever, right? Like, so I just tangibly look at my life to say, okay, the routines, habits, and rituals are aligning to the goals and objectives that I have. So again, is it data backed? Is it science backed? No, I would, the only way I'd counterbalance that point is to say, okay, it might not work for, for Alex or Mosey, or he might argue a different point for me. It, it, it's worked. Yeah. And I, th- I would, agree, I would agree with that. And a big part of that is it gives you increased capacity on a daily basis, right? When you have some of these things that you just mentioned, like journaling, having a consistent amount of French toast in the system early, it's it's kind of a key to your success. (laughs) Listen, it's egg egg whites with healthy bread, bro. Like it's not, (laughs) I hope people aren't out here thinking (laughs) I'm drizzling peanut butter. (laughs) Like it's, it's a healthy French toast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we know, we know, we know. Uh, it, it does build your capacity for like you're increasing your capacity on a daily basis. I would say is what the what those habits are doing, and you're also consistently regulating kind of where you are emotionally. I guess at least getting a heat check for that um, with with what you're doing in the morning with journaling. Now, I would say, kind of maybe what what the point is of maybe not being too reliant on on habits of where it gets carried away right what what i just spoke about earlier is like you have 15 things that you need to do in the morning before you even start you know being productive and if you miss one of those things then you you you, your day is all all messed up right it's trying to find those those pillars that are going to set you up for the rest of the day rather than, you know, the, the 15 high highest performing, like 15 habits of highest performing people. Right. You know, whatever, right. whatever you want to call it. Right. I used to tangible example. I had a meeting at 7am one morning, right? Colton's still up at six because he wants to get his eight hours of sleep. I'm going to meditate for 10 minutes. I'm going to still do a three minute cold shower and I'll journal for five. Right. Like that's how long does that take me? 20 minutes. Like, I don't, I feel like 20 minutes to set my emotional thermometer for the day is a a small price to pay. And to your point about like what Alex, dude, I tried the other way, bro. I tried it for three and a half years, right. Where I didn't sleep or like, I just got right into working out in the morning and do it like on Saturdays and Sundays, man, I was so inconsistent with like the routine. I couldn't do the habits and routines I, I had for five of the days of the week for seven. Right. And so the, the compounding effect for me wasn't sustainable. Right. I was sleeping in my car on the way home from work. Like that just wasn't a sustainable business model for building Colton Richards. Um, so what I, I again, these are like things were kind of a science experiment a little bit. Right. Where you got to try things that 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 work for you and for, you know, and, and because my habits and routines might be different than than yours when it like I was going to say for you, man, like. You could probably, I, I've heard of people journaling through voice memos, you know, so maybe talking it out is easier for you than journaling. I, I don't know, I, but I think everyone's got to try their own sort of unique concoction to their their um, to, to their habits, routines, and rituals, whatever works for them. Yeah, it's definitely unique to, to each person, you know, 
those three pillars or however many they are maybe it's just what it needs to, it probably needs to just be one at the start it's just going to be different you got to figure out what what's the most important thing for you when you wake every day wake up every day what's the, what's that first thing right yeah um and yeah what? i would say i'm a person who's very I can build habits very quickly, but it's also like a double-edged sword. It's like I build good habits and I also build bad habits very, very fast. Hmm. Um, and so there's like a, a bit of, of that equation going on. And I think it can be, it can be challenging if, if you're relying too much on those habits, um, which it, to that, to that devil's advocate point, like you can't, you can't let your whole day's success be determined by, the three small actions you need to take in the morning. But I would also argue, I think that gets so much pickup in the the media or that gets so much pickup on social because it's so count polar opposite to what is said, right? Where I feel like the people we're talking to, again, Alex Ramosi, if you can't tell, and again, I don't know who else has said this. I've only heard him say it. He obviously is a unique guy. Like he's got an unbelievable motor. He's got an unbelievable process. Like the dude is incredibly intelligent and, and, and an amazing dude, like obviously. But I'm not I, – I just think he operates at a different level than Colin Richards. Not that I'm not ambitious on what like I can accomplish and what I have the ability to do. But like he's obviously a little bit different. Like he's obviously a little bit different than most people. That's why he's as, as successful as he is. And I would argue that gets so much – coverage because it's so polar opposite i i think the reason so many people say build habits routines and rituals is because candidly a majority of the population dude doesn't have them like I, that's what i would argue at least that's where i would that's what i would lean but um i do understand why he says that because there's so much talk of it in the the personal development world yeah and this you know what you're saying makes makes me think like he's a, he's a very at the highest level entrepreneur. So his day on a daily basis is going to be so different because he's going to be dealing with the most strategic of issues, which aren't, aren't just going to be like small little tasks, but most people, if they're going to a job on a daily basis, setting yourself up with success, with some small habits, maybe in the morning and the afternoon, just to get yourself going is, I mean, at least for me, and I think for you has, has helped us find some some level of success um and consistency on a day-to-day -day basis which over time is going to build and compound um and also if you think about habits you know most people if unless you're an entrepreneur on like the highest level your day is going to be pretty consistent across the board and maybe what you're dealing with and how your schedule goes and what i found is if you're not actively trying to build good habits you're just going to passively build bad habits and they're just going to fill that space. And that's just what, like I said earlier, I'm really good at building habits, whether they're good or bad. So yep. um, that's also something to kind of think about. Like, And I, I was reflecting on this because I was journaling, who would have thought? Uh, when I was younger, I never had a problem with like bad habits or you know anything like that because your day is usually a lot different as a, as a kid, right? When you're growing up, there's just, you know, you might have practice one day, you might not have practice. You might be playing multiple sports at the same time. Like things are just 
drastically different on a day to day basis. But when you're you're working and if you're going to a typical job on a daily basis, like the consistency on a day to day basis kind of creates an atmosphere where those habits just kind of will show up. So, yeah, I don't know if that makes any sense, but I also think you have a commitment to to pursuit of something when you're in your career, at least, you know, that's what I feel like we are similar. Your habits and routines and rituals are building you to something, right? You're when as a child, I'm like, dude, am I having, you know, am I having oatmeal for breakfast or am I like, it's just, I'm way (laughs) like, you know, it just doesn't, I won't say it doesn't matter, but you're not really super conscious of what you're working towards. And I think that's what is a little bit unique about, the phase of life we're we're in right now relative to being a younger kid is you're trying to build habits, routines, and rituals that get you to the goals and objectives that you set out for your life. Whereas a kid, I I was more kind of just, I don't know, Squidward in there, man. I was just like, I was just, (laughs) I don't know. I was just, (laughs) oh man, that's so funny. I was just dynamic and flexible, but I wanted to bring up one other thing. I think you made a great point where you said, make the unconscious conscious. I think that's what journaling allows you to do, man. I really do believe that. I, I would ask you, are there things that you didn't even know you were consciously thinking about when you journaled over the last two weeks that when you write, it like comes out and you're like, where the, where did the, where did the, where did that come from? Have you felt that? Uh, just how ungrateful I am of where I am in life. <laughs> Dude, that's yeah, your unconscious though, bro. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's probably the biggest thing that shows up on a daily basis as I've been doing this so far. Cause there's just so many things I, I have in my life that I can be grateful for that because I just go through like try to steamroll every day. I just don't ever take the time to sit back and think about that. Um, Like where, where I am in life relative to maybe where I thought it would be is, is could be a little bit off, but there's not still things I have in my, life that I can be extremely grateful for. Um, and so in a way, like in a way I found myself when I'm journaling, still, still shitting on myself for being ungrateful, uh, about like all the things, just taking things for granted. And you can't be on a daily basis, super grateful for everything you have, because then you would just be a blind optimist and probably and super annoying to be around. But you can, on a more consistent basis, like try to try to have a little bit more appreciation for for what you've done and also uh, the people in your life, right? Right. But here's what I would what I heard you say is steamroll life. Do I want to do? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Bro, that's a crazy. That's even a crazy. Do I think there's certain situations to steamroll? Hundred percent, bro. You got to go in there with that killer mindset, but like. There's some things, man. You just want to go in there being like a happy, like a happy dude, you know, like you don't need a steamroll going to get dinner with your girl on a date. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes, sometimes I'm like, what am I doing? Like what, like what, what is going on right now? Like there's no, there's no reason for me to be upset about whatever small minuscule thing maybe it is uh, yeah. that I'm trying to like get through on a daily basis. Life is also about living, not just trying to steamroll every day (laughs) to the point where you're 
dead, <laughs> basically. And you got to have a little bit of appreciation sometimes. And a couple things, man, because um, I was just, again, journaling is a, trying to like be helpful or thoughtful with some of the things I share on this podcast because it's been helpful for me, man. There's two things I think about when life starts to get a little crazy. The first is I say, what if right now, this moment, right? Just what if today was the first, like, what if this experience right now, like I, I'll give you an example. I got in a car accident this past week, right? And things were just so chaotic. And I was just sitting in a tow truck, right? Because I got my car towed. And I was just like, eh, what if right now was the first moment of the day, right? What if all the other shit that happened today, right? Studying all this other stuff, gym, people telling me about good news, bad news. What if today was the first, what if right now, right? Click your fingers was just the first experience of today, right? That feels again, if you can train yourself to start thinking like that, dude, right? Like all the stress of all the conversations you had or steamrolling certain things, right? Like it just, your, your shoulders are a little bit lighter. So that's one thing I always try and practice, right? This like, what if counterbalance and what if today, right now, this moment, all the shit that happened earlier in the day didn't happen. That's helped me feel a little bit lighter in certain really chaotic or, or, or stressful situations. So that's one thing I would say. The other thing I always um, think about in the mornings and, and when I meditate, it's more than this thought than when I journal. But what if all the shit that was stressing me out, like what if that was supposed to happen, right? Like just give yourself the counterbalance to, oh my God, this presentation is so stressful. Oh my God, like, uh, you know, I, I don't have the financial means to do X, Y, and Z. Oh my, damn, what if what if right now was exactly the way it was supposed to be? What if I didn't have any issues, right? Like playing those what if games with your mind and like sort of having that internal dialogue has really drastically like helped my outlook on life. It's a very, again, I don't necessarily journal about this. It's more like of a meditative, like sometimes these are the prompts that, I get these are some of the prompts that the the app I use like met in meditation facilitate. Um, but I have been able to like train myself in the moment to utilize these and have significantly helped me be a little bit more thoughtful in how I execute in chaotic situations. Yeah, that's a great little tool that you have. I feel like that would be a hard one to to build because it's so hard to at least for me, there's the avalanche of emotions that kind of go are going on are just subconsciously of maybe affecting you throughout the day rather than sitting there to acknowledge that and, and pause for a second. So that's, that's a nice little tool you, you got there. Um, right. So where did I build that tool though? Just to go on that point real quick is yeah. I built it at 6am when there's nothing going on and I'm meditating, right? So that when the day gets super hectic, guess what? I can pull that arrow from my mental quiver and fire it. You know, like I don't build it. You don't build. I mean, again, I, for me, I build habits and routines where I can have the control over my time. Right. So it's like, I'm, I'm not going to try and meditate at 12 PM during the day. Right. It's not really going to happen for me. Where do I have control of that time? Where can I build that habit in the morning? And then I can pull those tools out, pull the arrow out of the quiver and shoot it when life gets crazy in the middle of the day. Everything I mentioned, right? Journaling, meditating, cold shower overlays how the rest of my day goes. Love that. So yeah, those are 401k contribution limits for 2024. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. 
Is there anything yeah. else that you think about? I thought that was really, really, I mean, again, if you told me we were going to do habits or teachers rules, not sure it would have been a good podcast, but I feel like there was, I don't know. I feel like there's, there's layers to everything we talk about. And I feel like this was a depth, you know, a level deeper than we've gone on previously. Yeah. And I think when a, a lot of people think about these habits and rituals, they're, they're mainly focused on at least maybe from the content we consume on maybe the work aspect, but or the fitness aspect, mm. but we're also talking about here, like the the actual mental aspect of the habits that you're you're trying to build to to maintain some some hygiene on that on that side of things. Because yeah, that's why that quote resonated with me so much. Is because like I just shove that shit in the background. I'm like, oh, I'll be able to, I'll be fine. It's not not a, not a big deal. Well, but you uh, inevitably to- it's going to come to a head. Well, you don't want to know that. The sad thing, Kev, I think you're you're probably not the minority, bro. Like you're probably the majority, which is why we're having this conversation. You know? Yeah, I yeah, would say most. I would, I would say most people are like, okay, yeah, I'm feeling down, or it's like I'm not going to journal, right? I have too much shit. To, I would say most people are like that, bro. Or at least from the circles I run in, I don't hear my boys telling me, "Damn, dude, yeah, I just had this awesome, wicked journal for ten minutes this morning." I mean, again, that's just yeah. It sounds so soft. It sounds so soft. But it 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 definitely there's definitely something there. There's a reason why so many people do it. Um, and it's it's hilarious that I look at certain areas of my life just completely different than others. Right. Like I know I need to go to the gym. I know that affects me. And a lot of successful people work out early. Okay, cool. A lot of successful people journal, but I'm like, nah, that's soft. (laughs) A lot of successful people meditate, bro. Like, yeah, 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 dude. Um, and you shared with me something that I just maybe I'm just going to bring to life at the end of this podcast. But you're saying I, I feel like I'm super distracted, maybe not distracted, but you feel like there's so many other things you'd rather be doing than journaling. Right. And I said to you, that is the indication that you're building a good habit or you're starting something new because guess what? The way you feel about journaling is the way someone feels about the gym, right? It's like you fight, you fight it initially until you have that moment of like, oh my God, this is why I was doing it, right? The first time someone says, hey man, did you lose some weight? Did you lose some weight? You're looking good, right? Like that's when you're like, oh shit, I'm in on this whole gym thing. Damn, dude, someone just said I look good, right? Like. And you're going to feel that about journaling, bro. You're going to write something down and be like, holy shit, that's a that's a nugget, right? And now you're going to be committed to it. So it's like building that identity of doing that habit, routine, and ritual is super, super important, but you're going to fight it at first. Yeah, definitely. And there's another quote that I might butcher this one because it's not I love from it. me. That's how I want to end this podcast is you butcher. <laughs> there's no better way. <laughs> I, know. Uh, I think the quote was like, the secrets you're looking for is in the work you're avoiding, right? And that's exactly what that exactly what that uh, what you just said, right? So that Fire. one resonated with me as well. So I, I kind of just gotta sack up and do the work instead of. Can we uh, sack up, dude? That's a crazy. <laughs> dude, like, oh my god! People are listening to this, like, yeah, Kevin's killing himself. Give yourself a maybe again when I journal words stick out to me occasionally and so like this is the only reason i'm using this terminology for you i i i have started to journal about giving myself grace 
again, super fluffy, but it's not something in my internal dialogue, but I'm like, dude, like you're going to, you're going to give yourself some grace to like, right. Grace is a word that means something to me. I don't know what that word is for you, but I wouldn't say it's sack up. And I definitely wouldn't say it's steamroll, bro. <laughs> like with your habits, routines, and rituals, maybe think about some other things instead of sack up and steamroll, right? I don't think you should be steamrolling your journaling. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what Grace is. I might have to look that up in, right. in, in the web series after this, after this podcast. That word but. means something, feels something to me. And I don't know what that word is for you, but I would encourage like finding something like that, right? Like because steamroll and sack up. No, 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 no. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it relates back to being self-critical, and and it's Correct. super important to be self-critical to a certain extent, not to an extent where it's just destructive, and that's that's kind of where I'm at right now. I mean, if you have, dude, if you ask Jeremy the this, the things that I've said after meetings with with clients about, like, I'll slip up on one part, yeah, and that's the only that's the only thing I remember, and I'll think about it for the next two days, which is just a crazy thing. That's um, what makes you you, bro. That's what makes you that's what makes you you and so good at what you do and so good at the areas that you're strong in, right? Yeah, but if you let that if you let that kind of lead on too long, then there's the after effect of that, For which sure. is steamrolling everything. <laughs> which is getting steamrolled by trying to steamroll everything. Right. Yeah. Think about so. that. <laughs> All I right, dude. That was a good pod. I appreciate uh you sharing your thoughts. Yeah, likewise. Likewise, dude. Well, I'll let you get uh, back to your Sunday down in the <gasps> dirty south. The dirty Enjoy that nice weather you have. It's freezing here. So, Yeah, it's probably 60. Let's see. I'll tell you just to make you excited. I don't want to know. All right. 60 degrees. <laughs> that would be uh, fantastic. <laughs> all right. Enjoy your Sunday, man. Love you, dude. See ya. I uh, love you too, dude. Later.